This is episode 262 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dio Morales, and today I'm joined by... Marcel isn't here today, Monzano. Will, fear is the path to the dark side. Hakewood. Playing X-Wing is the path to fun as well, though, Dion. It's true. Ryan, what's an Oricon? Staniszewski. At like a convention or something? I don't know what that means. <laughs> and what is that indeed? I think what Ryan is referring to is the fact that today we announced the Galactic Championship Series 2022 schedule as well as the planets and uh, that's our first thing that I want to talk about today we're going to break down the schedule we're going to give you a sneak preview of the prizes and says you guys you guys are the real fam you listen to the podcast or you guys watch later on on YouTube give you guys some some little previews before we officially drop it subject to change of course things are still in flux we might as well show you a little bit but before we do that, I want to remind you that our podcast is brought to you by our Gold Squadron patrons. You can go to patreon.com slash gold squadron and get those awesome swag prizes. A reminder to our patrons, quarter two and quarter three will ship together due to shipping and production issues. But I will tell you that the paper cards for both quarter two and quarter three did arrive at our shipping facility. We got a shipping facility now. Shout out to Curl Paw Creatives. All right. Who's going to be shipping that stuff out for us? Um, plastic cards are on the way. Other stuff's getting produced. It's all good. It's going to be nice. Now, let's go ahead and talk about the Galactic Championship Series. We're going dark side, folks. We are going dark side. All right. All the planets featured in this Galactic Championship Series this year feature planets that are strong in the dark side. Some are, are maybe a little bit more obscure. You may not have heard of them. They're a little bit more extended universe. Some, of course, you're going to know. Uh, let's go ahead and break that down. So first, on June 11th, we're going to have our Flight Academy warm-up event. Two rounds. That's going to be completely free. Anybody can can join in and it's essentially a two-round event to get you used to playing in a gsp event that's it just so you kind of get, get dip your toes in if you've never done it before maybe you're a little bit nervous you want to see if if maybe playing online is for you if you've never done it before it's a great opportunity two rounds and um, one of the things about the galactic championship series is that it starts at different times depending on the time zone we selected that's going to be a central u.s by the way for the the whole schedule if you want to know what time everything starts go to goldsquadronpodcast.com then june 18th we have the sullist qualifier five rounds of swiss and um ryan how do you get into the cut you get four wins or more Four so basically wins. X and one because there are five rounds. That's right. Four wins will get you into the uh, the Galactic Championship. Gets you that invite. Uh, so if you um, get you into that cut, an opportunity to be the winner there. That's going to be a Central U.S. based event. Of course, 
anybody in the world can play in these. These are just, these are simply the time zones that are being used to build out the event. Then July 16th, we have Malachor. All right, the Malachor qualifier. That's going to be Western Europe time zone. August 20th, Oricon qualifier. Eastern United States time zones. September 17th will be the Corabon qualifier. Eastern Europe time zone and October 1st, we're returning to Mustafar for the Western U.S. time zone. And that will culminate in the Galactic Championship on Exacol. Four wins in a qualifier to be invited, and that is happening October 22nd. Now, I'm sorry. This is incorrect. You need three wins in a qualifier. See? That's why this podcast isn't fine. You know, I can literally edit that right now. That number is supposed to be three. Three wins in a qualifier to uh, to be invited to the um, – that's – Previously, it was four because we had six rounds. So three rounds. You got to go better than 500 uh, in your five rounds in order to be invited uh, to that um, that event. Now, Will, any questions that come to mind instantly about this type of series? Uh, just to clarify, so four wins to make day two. Correct. Three wins to get into Exocol. Correct. So it's like even okay. if you lose – that game to get into the cut you still get that to, invite right and it also gives you a reason to play if you own yeah. two you could submarine out and still get that exical invite mm-hmm. uh, so a little motivation there uh now uh you don't have any mention of standard or extended they're all standard <laughs> They're all, all going to be standard. Yeah, it's I, okay. I I was toying with the idea of messing around with it. And one of the things I would really like to do is just with in-person play rolling out. Um, I want to, I want this to mirror as close to what people are seeing in person as possible. It, they can use it as a practice opportunity and or, you know, in preparation for the worlds that were supposed supposedly happening uh, this year. So we'll find out what's happening there. But I want I want this to be a, uh, a practice ground for those players who are working on that. Additionally, um, in order to facilitate prizing, we are going to put a cap of 148 players on each of the events. Before, the cap was higher, and on about half of the events, we often went past that. Once tickets go on sale, which is going to be on Friday, make sure to go ahead and scoop up what you want. Um, but in order to be on budget for this year, sorry, Adepticon really hit the wallet pretty hard. We have to cap it at 148 because we can't really afford to make it more than 148 people. It's just the reality. But talking about those prizes, let's take a little sneak peek. Just a little, just a little sneak peek. Okay. So first, just for being a part of the series, you are going to get a set of three cards. They're double-sided, and each one is going to feature one of the pilots of the winning squad. All right, so I'm calling it the Hero of Solace, the Hero of Malachor, etc. Those cards, those will be actual, like, 
cards. Uh, those are just kind of placeholders for now so that you have the idea. But every single person gets a full set of those cards. It's going to be three, three cards, and they're double-sided. Then... In every qualifier that you play in, this is very different because one of the things I went for this time is more guaranteed prizes is, is really what I was trying to go for. So every single person, when you sign up for uh, a qualifier, you are guaranteed the pin for that qualifier. You don't have – before it was like top 64, basically like the top half. Now – Everybody gets the pin no matter what. This year, the pins are going to be um, are going to be uh, gold. Like you'll have the color and it'll be outlined in gold uh, is the idea there. Same thing with the faction pins. It'll have half of Exegol, half of their um, of the, the symbol there. Those are going to be gold as well. And like we said before, three wins gets you into the Battle of Exegol, just for making the top cut, you're gonna be getting a set of five acrylic Sith Holocron Force tokens. They're super cool. They'll have your standard purple red on both sides. Top four, you are going to be getting these red lightsaber inspired templates. They're gonna be a nice frosted red. We got some lightning a la Palpatine. And uh, if, you, if we enhance real quick there, uh, you can see that's Palpatine's throne right there. That's the emblem for this season. And of course, the winner is walking away with their plaque. When it comes to the championship event, as of right now, everybody, just like we said, Exegol pin guaranteed just for getting it. You're also going to be getting, we don't have the art yet, which is why it's a black square, uh, a breach pilot to commemorate the, to honor the 2021 champion, uh, Alex Mogensen. He's going to be getting uh, a card commemorated to him, a little tip of the hat. Top eight in faction again are going to be getting those pins, but this time, top in faction in the championship gets the awesome exclusive faction jacket. That is like a real jacket. You can wear it to your next X-wing event. Just looking super fly with that. I'm very. I would say I'm very proud of the designs. I think they came out really, really nice. Now on the front, it'll say Galactic Championship Series right here. Top 32, if you guys remember, it is time to reincarnate the Flight Club. If you are in the top 32 of the... Um of the Galactic Championship, you are going to be getting an ace pin. You will be commemorated as an ace in this series. Top 16, you get a full set of pins even if you didn't go to a certain event. If you're in the top eight, you get a golden set of templates. Not real gold, but they look super swanky all right so you got that reflective gold uh templates in that same design but oh they're gonna look so good top four 
to be announced. I haven't quite decided. Uh, there was a bit of a production issue on my original idea, so we're going to have to hold on that. The top two will be getting an Exegol dial cover um, to commemorate that. They're the only two people who are going to have access to that. That's it. Only two people. And then your champion, of course, walks away with that classic GSP championship belt. So... This is all subject to change, but I'm I'm really proud of what we're gonna be able to uh, to put together. Um, you know, like there's the, there's less qualifiers because I'm not sure what the demand is, right? So we did two years of of events that were really really successful, but people are playing in person now. So I didn't want to go. I'm gonna be honest. I w I'm going conservative, and if we blow it out. There, there we go. There's Stanny's belt. <laughs> Gorgeous. All right. So if we blow it out, that just means next year, I'll kick it up even just a little bit more. But as of right now, I think this is where we're going to go. Any questions, any feedback on the prizes? Those of you who at home uh, watching live, I'd, I'd love some feedback as well. Any thoughts? Oh, those Sith Holocron Force tokens are really cool. <laughs> I'll be honest. That's probably like... Because, like, templates look great. I have a lot of templates, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, a varying event type. So, like, I don't know how often they'll actually get used, but, man, I would use those Force Holocron tokens. Those are super cool. Awesome. You just got to make the cut. Yeah. In one, in one qualifier? <laughs> actually, you know yeah. what I wonder? So... I mean, I, you probably already have something in mind for the top four, but maybe you can do something else that uses the Sith Holocron. Hmm. Hmm. What could we do? I'll, I'll note to self. Hmm. Ooh. I don't, this sounds like too much production, probably, but like, what if you had a Sith Holocron? Because, you know, it sometimes is like its own little puzzle thing, but actually turn, was like a round counter. You know, a lot of times in, in Star Wars, you see them fidgeting with the holocrons. It's almost like a, a puzzle, right? What if, like, the numbers were on, like, each tips and you just turned them to know what round you had? Like, you've... Because you, it's it's four si it's four corners, right? Math, head. If you're doing, like, a D4 style. And if each corner represents of a number, could you get 12 rounds on that effectively? I have to think about the logistics of that. Maybe. I'm trying to I'm trying to imagine two overlapping each other and then kind of like spinning. I would just need to look at a D4 because there's there's three that come together at each top. And then there's there three corners. Is there there's got to be four because there's there's the there's two four. There's, there's, so, yeah, there's 12. Four. There's four Whoa. on a die. I don't know how how I'd get a 3D object though. That's the yeah. that's the kicker. Though that's that's a that's a uh, going with a Sith holocron thingamajig could be cool. Or Something throne. I I don't know. Throne charges. I, that that is on charges. my list. I will tell you, I have the design set aside and, and put into a couple of different things. These are all these are all cool. I like it. I like it. But hopefully, again, hopefully you guys like it. Um, been busting my brain over here trying to come up with some cool stuff. So yeah, we will we will see. Okay, 
that's it for for that stuff. But uh, again, those are the planet designs. Shout out Corey Heald. He was the one that that you know he's the one that started this whole planet design, the whole design language for this. And uh, you know, shout shout out to him for for that. So it would be super awesome. Um, prizes will officially get posted probably on Thursday. So though you guys already know what's what's coming, but you know, and the uh, tickets should be on sale Friday. GoldSquadronPodcast.com. So take a look at that. Now we got some new spoilers, if I'm not mistaken. We do, we do. Let's go ahead and hit those. What's our first one there, Will? All right, this is IG one uh or IG101. This is for uh, this the is Rogue a, Class Starfighter, by the way. Everybody at home. Yes. Yes, this is the Rogue Class Starfighter. Uh, this Magna Droid is Initiative 4. Uh, has the networked calculations in addition to its calculate to boost, calculate to roll, evade to roll, white lock, and red boost. Got that two dice primary, two agility, five hole, and two shields. Uh, but this one, though, in particular, the tenacious bodyguard uh, has the ability at the start of the system phase, you may repair one face-up damage card. And if I'm not mistaken, 101 uh, was uh, General Grievous's bodyguards. Uh, in Revenge of the Sith, and, and this one should have been the one uh, Obi-Wan beheaded, and we still turned around to keep fighting them. Uh, if you remember, Obi-Wan and Anakin fought individual uh, Magna Guards there. Uh, so yeah, uh, with five hull and a hull upgrades flying around a lot right now for loadouts, uh, that could be Oh, very good. Plus, this one uh, doesn't designate ship or pilot, uh, which a lot of abilities like this do reference. You can only fix ship crits. Um, so you'd be able to fix things like, uh, what, what are the unfixable ones? Stunned pilot. Uh, you can't normally fix ever unless you Structural have a fancy damage. ability. Structural damage. Yeah. Damage dungeon. Uh, yeah, I'll yeah, a lot the of the ship ones as well, exactly. So, uh, very interesting. I still don't quite know uh, about network calculations on these guys, but with, with the white evade, could be very useful. I think it's a little bit better than the dead to rights for, for the faction that they're going to end up being in. Yeah. I think it'll be, be a little bit more useful. Yeah, I've been I mean, going. While it has obviously the higher chance to be useful because the network calculations within the CIS faction, I think the Separatists right now have a difficult time putting ships together with network calculations without feeling like they're behind the behind the ball against some mm -hmm. other faction builds and potentials. So we'll see. If I mean, the, it, uh, it opens it up for happening uh, if. Uh, Maybe they realign some stuff and CIS has a little bit new new options at lower costs, and we'll see how these uh, rogues end up. 
Well, I mean, it does open them up to take independent calculations as their modification, uh, which could alleviate some of that, uh, like sing like just taking a single calculate. I had uh, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, assuming they have a mod slot. I mean, you'd think I, it would. I personally think, I don't know if this would break anything immediately, but I come to the thought recently is anything that could that has network calculations, that has the option to take independent calculations, should be given two mod slots. Mm. Just because, I mean, yeah. we got the loadout, and it feels pretty bad kind of to choose between do I want hall upgrade or independent calculations? I don't know how much it hurts to have both. And also, if you have independent, you can't do any of the linked actions off these things. So there is a trade-off, for sure. The well, it's not that you can't the do them, but... Well, yeah, so if you wanted two calculates, you can't. Sure. In that turn, whatever you're deciding on. Right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, pretty interesting. Uh, though I've been, I got into a big debate about these guys, uh, comparing them to precise hunter uh, vultures. Precise Hunter Vultures can take a cannon, can take a hull upgrade, get up to four health. Uh -huh. um, but they're only three points. So if these guys can take cannons, they got to be at least worth more than that, right? More than three points. Potential argument that Precise Hunters compared to a lot, like, I mean, it's are hard because, worst we're, three because, pointers, because but... a lot of us are comparing, like, oh, yeah, but in the faction you would think this needs to be more expensive than Precise Hunters, yes. But I don't know if I could compare this to a lot of the three and four cost things in Republic or Rebels and feel okay about that. Mm. As in, like, yeah. I mean, Varus is obviously an outlier at this point. Right. Three. Yeah, we'll skip Varus. Um, <laughs> even, even something as simple as Mace Windu, who's four, mm. who can't take a missile, still feels a quite a bit better than this. Right. Hmm. Yeah, it'll, it'll come down to its loadout and slots. I mean, if you could give it like a lot of loadout, give it a lot of slots, it could find its place as a four-point ship. I, I think. I think the thing that will end up keeping the cost down is the fact that it is still a two-attack die ship base. Like you're gonna. Yeah. Like that. And two agility. Like yeah. The base, like the red and the green are two. So yeah, that, that might it, be the reason to keep have, it down. Yeah, if it didn't have like a missile or a cannon and you had to shoot the two attack dice all the time, I could see it dipping down into three points. It's going to be hard to compare these to a vulture, though, at the same price or, or a hyena at that point. How many points? Uh, I know we. I usually don't like comparing across faction, but in, in M3, I'm just curious, what? how many points is an M3A? M3As are four points across the Pretty board. commonly four, unless you get to, like, Sarasu, I think it's five. Uh, Sarasu and Genesis Red, the ones that uh, can take Genesis Proton Torpedoes. Like 20-plus points. Of yeah, those. those are the Proton Torpedo Carriers. Yeah. Okay. Or High Initiative kind of situation. This is basically, like, this, this chassis here, minus, it's or just comparing the stat, stat line, it's a T-70 if its wings are closed the entire time, but, mm. but didn't get the bullseye. Right. <laughs> Sad. Yeah, defensively, like, two on seven is great. Like, that is what a lot of ships strive for in that four-point range. 
Uh, but most of them have three attack dice or a way so to get it at least. Way, right. So T there there are there's Kai and Jaker's Tubs who are currently four cost T70s that have native three attack dice that actually have about six to eight loadout value at four. If this is at four, its loadout's got to be like pretty high. I think. Yeah, ten fifteen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, same thing Load with like uh, X wings and uh, rebels. A lot of four point X wings. You can just slap a hull upgrade to get a similar defensive stat line. I mean, man, you got Thane Kyrell who can take outmaneuver at I five. Mm, I do like outmaneuver Thane. Yeah, I've come <laughs> to like that a lot as well. <laughs> You can send that echo back to the beginning of second edition and see what reaction you get. <laughs> well, you guys don't want an outmaneuver thing. That's double shit. Play, play these lists and be like, what is this? <laughs> you don't know what's coming. <laughs> Anyway, all right, that is uh, that's one of those rogue class that's coming our way. Here we go, one oh two. Take it, Ryan. All right, IG-102, uh, the dueling droid, also I-4. Um, same network calculation, same stat line, same action bar with the calculate instead of the focus that we've seen from the rogues in the past. Uh, the uh, ability, while you defend, if the attacker's initiative is equal to or greater than yours, so I-4 and above, you may change one blank result to an eyeball. It's actually pretty solid defensive ability uh, whether you never calculated or if you have taken in independent calculations um this could be a pretty durable ship i mean you're i i would okay i'm pretty sure the math supports me on this <laughs> this ability is better than putting heroic on a t70 and i yeah. know you people out there love your heroics in persistence yeah, but this, yeah, this will guarantee you sense. more health save than a hero an heroic on any ship. Not that that says much to people who know the math, but the feels, I understand. This this ability is going to save you a lot. E even if it's just on initiatives higher, we see I-4s and higher pretty consistently being played. And the, the attacks that are the most dangerous tend to be from that higher. The, the attacks of anything I-3 or lower aren't... I mean, not that they won't do damage, but they're not generally super threatening. I like it. And th th this defensive ability also puts it – like, I like the subtitle, Dueling Droid. Like, it puts it defensively on par versus the three attack die ships that it's likely to be facing off against, commonly against a lot of the other factions. I, I, I really like this ability. I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm wondering if there's some goofy swarm tactics sit down to like zero or one. Is that Ryan? You're you're more. Who's got oh, a talent man. slot? I mean, you in could do that. CIS. Um, what in CIS has a low initiative talent slot? That's a good question. I don't know of anything. I'll get back. <laughs> what? Maybe a, a three? Uh, three, two. The seer? Nope, seer doesn't have one. Uh, three, four. Bureaucrats going the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gorgle. Does Gorgle have a talent? Gorgle goes down to two. Yeah. I do. Two. Oh, there we go. We're I don't know there. if a, I don't know if a four cost Gorgle is <laughs> worth that. I'll be honest. I actually think it wouldn't. 
if I were to put another two cost ship in the in the Separatist faction, I think Gorgle at two with no with no loadout is probably fine. For a two point ship? Yep. He's I two. He's a Nantex that he gets no upgrades. It's yeah. a B zero. Yeah, if, if you're lining up bullseye, Contrail can be two. <laughs> Gorgle can be two. Granted, Contrail might not be two for that long if things change, but soon, if Derek, a few if weeks. Derek can be two, Gorgle can be two. Well, Derek shouldn't be two either, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, there's <laughs> plenty of other twos that I think are better at two. That than would get anyway. Get some Nantex out there at least. They could use the help. Yes. Well, Nantex not named Sunfuck. Well, I mean, some box doing just fine, apparently. <laughs> hey, apparently okay, Jack, him the, and his buddy Grievous, they're, yeah. they're, they're on vacation together, just having a good time. All right, the third one in the mix here, we got IG111, the one eye. After you perform an attack that missed, you may choose one enemy ship in your bullseye and gain one deplete token. If you do, that ship suffers one hit damage. So this is like a worse Tarani ability. Uh, just a little bit. You have to take a deplete. Um, and you have to have missed. But it is a nice... Um, consolation prize to guarantee damage now you might get people out there going like all right i'm gonna target lock so that i miss like if you're in if you're in bullseye and you need to guarantee damage yeah. on something that's high agility take a target lock and reroll those hits or yeah. you can look into stuff that provides a bonus attack likely on that ship that might only come from snapshot if this ship can get a talent slot true that i don't mm. think it's going to get a turret with a gunner nor is it no. what else we have is uh, clusters cluster missiles and fail safe. possible yeah actually this this is my vote for the the three-pointer uh one three points real low loadout he's only i one. this guy could be the actually, uh the one that sneaks in makes a uh good point would clusters and munition fail safe work together do you actually miss yeah. You well, you, well, you cancel, safe, or do you cancel the attack? Like, how does that no. actually word and word? You, after you roll dice, attack dice, you can cancel your attack dice, not the not the actual attack. So you would technically miss. I missed. I have no attack dice versus yeah. all of your Assu agility. Assuming the opponent could roll defense dice, because uh, they were they would be allowed to. Uh, if they got something fancy going on with that, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, this would this would that's mess. how that's how yeah they go. Um, Tarani was doing it. Yeah, you'd fail safe your friend, probably Justero normally or had been anyways. Uh, and then yeah, then you get to to take your other attack. So maybe we'll see if it has a missile. But I will say the yeah, one thing I this... really liked about this ship is just the theme of the one IG one one one. One enemy ship in your bullseye gain one deplete token. <laughs> the ship suffers one damage. That's why, like, for l the longest time, when I was, whenever I talk about like um, IG one one one, I just like hit the one button until I felt like it was enough, and just like so there'd be like like ten to fifteen ones after his name, 
That's right. All right. So that's what we got on the separatist side and in that rogue class star pi star fighter pack. Uh, on the other side, we got some Z95s. And I think these Z95s got more people excited. I think the last couple ones, Ooh, yeah. people people been a little lukewarm I mean, about. People weren't excited about Killer and Stub? Are you serious? Those were great. Well, I mean, th I mean they, they were good. More, more attack dice is less exciting. Right. Oh, yeah, these have some pretty neat abilities, too. This is what you want to be doing right here. Boost! Hit it. <laughs> <laughs> Take it, Will. Uh, let's take a look at Boost. Uh, CTE. Four eight six zero is an initiative three clone Z95. Uh, has that versatile frame uh, to be able to equip to torpedo or missile upgrade. And uh, while you're revealed, maneuver is blue, add white. Uh, boost to your action bar, but boost don't need no versatile frame boost because uh, at the start of the engagement phase, if there is a friendly ship at range zero to one whose revealed maneuver is blue, you may perform a boost action. Uh, so not only would that work on himself, he is at range zero and a friendly. Uh, it could be someone else if he had to do, say, a hard turn or something like that. Uh, can still get that um, blue, or excuse me, still get that white boost action uh this guy is going to be very good with uh cluster missiles advanced proton torpedoes any close range weapon uh this guy is going to be the clone for the job man if you have enough to get pockets on boost just take Ooh. a focus do your blue maneuver take take a focus and say all right who wants to get close enough <laughs> it's just yeah all right sorry boost whoosh yeah, the, the best part about that is the timing. Start of engagement phase, you have al almost full board knowledge, right? And here, uh, here's, that extra, that here's that extra piece that I like as well is let me – it doesn't have anything about fully executing a maneuver. So if you are blocked that turn, mm. if you're not aware, an angled boost – fits over most small base ships and depending on the angle you can get past the corners of the medium and the large bases boostability still works in those situations so watch out with for some shenanigans because this movement happens in the engagement phase you could get set up for capturing different objectives depending on if that boost is advantageous in that moment Oh no, they blocked me in a manner that doesn't allow me to get to assault on the satellite or a psych. <laughs> this is my satellite, or I am contesting now. Thank yeah. you very much. So watch out, man. Boost. He's going to get you. Yeah, that's that's going to be good. Uh, is there any other, um, maybe like tracer missiles as well? Because uh, you don't need a lock for that. You could boost into range with your tracer missile. Could be... Uh, interesting as well but just overall just this oh man is it me or is every small base in a long time gotten a way to boost ever since like y-wings and the bombers people like to yes, go fast so yeah the whisper naturally had it the fo bomber had the system phase boost 
Y-Wing had boost. Yeah, Ada's had boost. The Mando no, all the Mandalorian stuff, none of it had boost. True that. Well, I mean, Rebel Fangs. Well, small base. Small base. Oh, small. Okay, yeah. Uh, Pretty much everything but the Jinguist. Yep. TIE Fighters, no boost. And this is slated for release on the 27th. Am I correct about that? Next week. So close. Gib. Means to be get points for end of this week or middle Let's, of next week uh, yeah we'll we'll assume hopefully fingers crossed monday afternoon <laughs> come on amg for the next gsp episode please thank you very much yeah, yeah, yeah hook us up we might just have to put a hold be like nope i nope. mean it, honestly <laughs> me, wouldn't be the worst idea because i'm telling you like the they're all supposed they're not only dropping the points for this they said they're going to be adjusting other things as well so oh man Ooh, we're gonna have really? a lot to talk about Adjust yeah scenarios i uh, was worried they might not touch scenarios i don't know i don't know if they're gonna do that at least the points mm. but you know I, but hey if they're releasing stuff why not why not more than that by the way amg can you reply to an email i would love to stream gen con thanks yeah, Dion, how many years straight have you been streaming Gen, Gen Con? Four! Yeah! Minus the two COVID five. ones. Let's make it five! <laughs> it's very cool. I love you guys. I love you guys so much. I work so hard. I'm just going to keep saying it. I work so hard at Adepticon for these people. Just, can you just... I mean, at least they could even tell me no. Tell me no. But don't ghost me, man. I love you. But anyway... Let us continue. Slider. Slide to the left, Ryan. Oh, man. Another drifting ship. I love it. Uh, uh, do you... So, Dio, let me ask you this. Are you okay with Slider existing with, with this ability, which is uh, while you reveal a two-bank left or right maneuver, you may spend two charges to execute it as a side slip. So every other turn... You can execute a two bank side slip, which on a Z9 clone Z95 is blue. Dion, are you okay with this, Mister? I hate the HMPs. Are you asking if it, the the layered question here is: Am I droidist? Okay, am I biased <laughs> against the the robots? Um, I'm gonna have to face against if it. If it wrecks me several times, I will be against it as well. Also results-based. It's results-based. <laughs> I pers I have just personally have trouble facing against HMPs. I just can't see it. The, I just can't the see it coming. side slip is quite a maneuver. Yeah. This is knowing that this is only a two-bank. And, well, side slips on HMPs can also only be every other turn as well. Right. Um, and they do have a blue, which is two. But granted, you know, different platform, all that fun stuff. But I, this is just this is just really cool. Like I, I'm in. And you don't have to, right? Mm -hmm. You have your agency. Because this this slider is an I four. You can stick with your That's two bank you dialed in. Or I didn't think about you that. May spend two charges to execute the side slip. So you actually have the option to change that when you reveal your maneuver. Yep. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine the two bank. Versus the, I mean, like, the two the slip between being like forward just a little bit to the right or left angled 45 degrees and like off way to the right or left of where you were pointing yeah. in 
Yeah, because you still end up, you always end up facing the same direction uh, yes. with those side slips, right? It, As if, if you, you would have just two banked. If you don't know what a side slip is, check out our X-Wing quick tips on what's a side slip, by the way. Okay? You can't go backwards. That's a note. You got to go forward. Well, actually, uh, yes. Inside. How, how a go side inside. slip is done. So if you have a two bank dialed to your right, okay? Mm -hmm. That would... You're gaining 45 degrees to the right. But when you side slip, you would go left and look right. That's what I'm trying to think of, because technically you have to take... Yeah, because you can't take that to right bank template and put it on the right of your ship because it would only go backwards, right? Because you, you can't flip it like Echo does. So you actually would take a two bank to the right and align it with your left side and go to the right. left. It's but you weird, would still, you would still look the same direction, though. You would end up looking the same direction, correct? Okay. There how okay. it works. But yeah, your right slide slip is on the left of the base. Yep, but the but your 45 degree direction point would be the same. Yeah, that's that's going to confuse a lot of people, but yeah. I I I'm mentally in on it, right? Like you if you dial right bank, you're going to your ship will turn right 45 degrees. I Just it moves. If you were to I feel like G Geometrically, if I'm looking at Dion's pictures, he's showing up right now. Sorry for the the uh, audio listeners, but Dion has a picture up right now of a of his side slip to uh quick quick tips, I believe. Dion, yep. Yep. video. Um, I'd be curious if you. So if I'm looking at the two bank that the HMP is doing to the left or right, if you do the two bank normally, I bet you can do a straight maneuver that would line up its front guides to its back guides, the final position of both. What do you mean straight maneuver? So, oh God, I, I would need TTS open or something. I think I see what you're saying. Though the, on the two bank, if this the back here, so it's, is... so it's easier to think about it this way, right? Look at the turns on a side slip, right? Take the three turn that's doing out the side and do the three turn out the front. Where it would end being basically a three left turn and a three okay. left uh, side slip would go out its right side going out its right side it's looking the same direction which would mean it, i think it would line up that it would be directly in line with each other or pretty close oh, to it yes. which i think would also be true with the banks and oh i see what you're saying now yes what what, sure. I, what i like to tell people you take the template you just lean back that's it that's right <laughs> just lean back lean, and that's the side back. slip <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to throw a couple of people off that aren't familiar with HMPs. Uh, but yeah, that's a huge difference in uh, where your maneuver is. The, the, there, for anybody watching, that's 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 the move right yeah. there. Okay, was... so it may not line up straight, but yeah, it is definitely going to directly point you the same oh, forty-five man. degree angle. That's going to be so easy to keep uh, shooting long-range missiles. Yeah, uh, my example here is on the three on the three bank, but you can you can see what I mean by this. The template just fall, falls over just a little bit to yeah. get that maneuver. Uh, that ship's gonna be good. 
Agreed. Agreed. Time I on target, there, right? There, there are Time so on target, many, yeah. There are so many Z95s that have such cool abilities. And I've, I've heard some people say, like, man, why do they got to waste these cool abilities on Z95s? Like, because they're Z95s and they need cool, cool abilities they for do. you to want to play them anyway. That's right. They got to tempt you away from the obviously oh. good stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, Isofane reminded us it is a... Uh, the two bank is blue, so you could do this after K turning as well. Mm. Or barrel rolling. Wow. No, or barrel it, it rolling. is a no, just what so says somebody in the chat, because I'm sure somebody else at home who's hearing this only will think about this. Remember, you can only do this every other turn, not every turn, every other turn. Right. Because it's been two, two charges. charges. And you only get one back per turn. Mm -hmm. Oh man, if he could just do it every turn, whew, took you a drift. <laughs> I will forever be contesting this objective. We. <laughs> oh yeah, slide, 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 slide. Yeah, <laughs> just out there doing, just going back and forth. Yeah, that's. I assume that it was like immediately broken, uh, in play test. And was like, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna slip the other way though, and if that's the case. Oh yeah, yeah. it's blue, so you could boost after it too. Man, the positions yep. this guy's gonna get into. You, wow. So if you think about doing the two side slip and then boosting, cutting back into where you were, you're pretty much pointing a 90 degree angle almost right in front of where you were. Yeah, it's basically like a hard one or so. But like reverse a little bit, like do a hard one and back up a little bit. <laughs> mm, yeah. Oof. All right, Dion. What else we got? I like it. I like it. Well, the next one we got is super spicy. It is not a pilot, my friends, but it is an upgrade that I believe we are going to be seeing as long as it is decently priced for a long time. Because people were in love with Proton Rockets, right? Proton, I love my Proton Rockets. W what about homing torpedoes? All right. Homing torpedoes, a different flavor, but more dangerous things uh, to put out there. Homing torpedoes, four dice attack, range one to two, two charges, none recurring. Attack, target lock. Spend one charge. After you declare the defender, the defender may choose to suffer one critical damage that's different than homing missiles. If you remember homing missiles, uh, actually what I'll do for comparison is I will put it up on the um on the screen there all right you suffer one critical damage and if they do choose to suffer that critical damage the attack dice and defense dice steps are uh are, are skipped and the attack is treated as hitting it's very similar to homing missiles a very popular card that was at range two to three popularly uh taken by the one and only fifth brother uh, very, very common there. Uh, thoughts on homing torpedoes? Uh, should be a, a cheaper option for a range one torpedo. Uh, before you're, right now, you're limited to just the advanced proton torpedo, mm -hmm. which is eight points right now uh, for that range one five dice attack. Uh, but this... Uh, should be significantly cheaper uh, to to equip. Uh, crits are very good, right, for uh, salvage. What do you think, Ryan? I, I, what is it going to take for? Are you just always going to suffer the crit? 
If someone's oh, shooting a homing so torpedo at you. That's why most of the time in the current landscape, because half points only occur on ships in one of the scenarios out of the four being chance engagement, um, unless you... So there are some ships that are more susceptible to what they want to do by taking crits, such as a good example is Nantex. Sunfock likes to take Enduring, or anyone that wants to take Enduring, actually. They would probably, you know, if they don't really want to take a crit, they might deal with the attack. Um, but uh, it's de this definitely could see more play than Homing Missile right now, since Homing Missile is only a singular damage. Granted, it's range 2 to 3. There's a much not only distance forward band, but also just surface area coverage. The range 3 band is bigger than mm -hmm. the range 1 band. It's like three times as big. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's gigantic. Significantly um, bigger. So having this one only being range 1 to 2 uh, does limit it uh, a little bit further in that regard. Um, but it was, uh, it, I think it was mentioned in a couple places, similar to Proton Cannon, um, this upgrade card was accidentally uh, shown in the first round of the PDFs shown for the 2.5 list uh, building mm -hmm. structure and points. And at the time, this was listed at five points, same as homing missile. So it's, you don't have the range three band, but you have the crit instead of the hit. Right. You know, so that's, the a, that's a good trade-off. Whether they're both worth four or five points right now, I don't know. Like I said, homing missile definitely doesn't feel great right now when a lot of things will just opt into taking the singular damage because it's it's going to be rare that that one regular damage is going to do much, which is why, for example, I don't take seismic charges that much anymore. Mm -hmm. um, they just do one damage. An obstacle's gone. There's been a lot more lists that have opted for small obstacles in the game. Uh, whether it is an effect of people not wanting to get hit by Sabine seismic charges that are trajectory simulated, or just in general flying more ships that they don't want to have obstacles in the way on top of trying to get to objectives. So, in the case of the homing effect, I mean, you've got to get a lock. Low initiative doesn't like that, so that narrows generally where you want this to be put in a list to somewhat higher initiative. Um, and then this is only range 1 to 2. Um... You know, Cluster Missiles is one of the few... Uh, is, is Cluster Missile the only one to do? Multi-Missile yes. Pod is, actually. Oh, that's yeah. like a 180. Rip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nobody uh, uses that. Great. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, that's definitely a big limiter, is the 1 to 2. Granted, because of objectives, you can guess people are more likely to exist in a certain space so this has the better capabilities than advanced proton torpedoes for example to say i'm going to take a lock i'm going to be here and if you're also here you get to choose between a defensive action or doing the objective action and if it's salvage you're like well i guess i'm not picking up that box because i'm locked by this unless mm -hmm. i'm like super hyper defensive and they only have a lock and i just don't believe in them actually getting a hit on me because this this naturally on its four die result won't guarantee a crit. It's only if they cancel it for the gear. Right. And again, what Ryan's referring to there, salvage mission, if you suffer critical damage and you have one of those um, the salvage cargo on you, you lose it. it. It is jettisoned if you suffer critical damage. 
Yeah, this is uh, very interesting to me. Uh, I mean, specifically for the Z95s, we, we have synchronized console, uh, where you could actually line up a couple of these um, homing torpedoes to fire off. And if they just take the crit, you just throw the lock to the next guy uh, and see if they want to take that crit too. Um, <laughs> but what I'm thinking of is double tapping B-Wings, uh, who normally have to rely on maybe like fire control system or a pilot ability to modify their first attack. Mm. Uh, this, they just get a free damage, can spend their lock and follow up with a cannon as well. Does the first attack need to be primary? Or does it just say attack in general? Or... Nope, it says attack. Uh, you, the a cannon has to be a different cannon is the thing. So you can't do like ion, ion. Uh, for your double taps, but uh, no, I've been shooting ion torpedoes followed up with auto blasters, uh, so I could see this as a similar replacement uh, for that. Uh, who else really is looking for it stabilized? You know, yeah, uh, who else is like the proton torpedo carriers here? Uh, we said M3As, but they're pretty bad right now. Um. Anything that could actually take Mando Optics and has Torp slots, Sabine mm, A-Wing, maybe. Sabine A-Wing, yeah. Um, Sabine A-Wing has so many loadout points. Well, she could do, she could do so anything she wants, work. honestly. Like, <laughs> you could go homing torpedo, and <laughs> it'd be funny to do double homing. homing A little unnecessary. Probably but, yeah. unnecessary, yeah. Um, Guaranteed guess, damage uh, or... Four dice attacks. Yeah. Four attacks. Uh, maybe uh, like bombers, FO bombers uh, could get in on this. I think most of them like kept their sting. missiles. Um, I think yeah. Imperial bombers would like this if they were in uh, illegal. If they would were you just AMG, I, where's our I, Lambda bomber box? Come on. I was going to say, yeah, that that's there's a it's short last of the list movie of ships. stuff extended that I would want in standard and it includes the ion there sorry the tie bomber at the top and lambda second behind movie ships come on ah. they're, the, they're the last Are of we the missing movie, any movie ships nope and extended right now? oh the star fortress okay fair enough that one i feel like needs a, a real rework like it needs a ship ability it's just it's really it needs weird. a config yeah to really fix it it's bad. Some config where <laughs> if you drop a bomb, you can reinforce or something. Like, give yeah, me anything. I think that ship needs reinforced somewhere. So Some bad. Ability. Does that need reinforced? If you get, I think, if you get hit with a bomb, you could reinforce. You like, know, I, I would, let me just so, bomb myself out of them. I wouldn't mind if, it. like, one of the base ship abilities is you may perform a reinforce action when you do gain a deplete token. So, like, you're actually lessening your shooting offense to take that reinforce. They're like diverting power type of thing. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. Without like stressing the ship mm -hmm. too much, like you could still move. But I mean, I, I, li I like that because I mean, it has that three dice gun, but really it's more of a bomber bombing platform. If you're bringing it for a bombing platform, it gets to survive a little longer, drop more bombs. Rather yeah. than out there slinging three dice, which we know hasn't worked for it. It has three dice no. and a two dice turret. It hasn't worked for it. No. no. It's just in a weird spot of having so much, like, slots, potential slots between crew and gunner, and then offense with the 
front three die gun, the two die turret for potentially two attacks in a, in a single round if you have the upgrades for it, and then bombs with trajectory simulator. It's like, you know what? I haven't even looked at what their loadouts and slots are in extended to even <laughs> you get, know like how they've tailored them. But like, you, if you can tailor some of those, you don't get enough. Be like, you're the gunner one. You're the bombing one. You're the shooty one. Whatever, right? Um, actually, uh, Tommy made a good uh, recommendation that I've heard before. It's basically the resistance bomber ship ability should just be trajectory simulator. No one else gets trajectory simulator in the entire game. Banned. 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 I mean, I mean that's what it, it was. A ship it was like inspired by. Right. Well, no, Cap- Captain Nim. Oh yeah, you know, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. The old, the old Skurg. Remember the good shooting, shooting, shooting the bomblets. That's, that's the other movie one we need. Get the big, big. Get oh yeah, Upsilon. That's true. Tabs in, tabs in. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay no, not seeing tabs. Cost, in. Tabs in right now. I didn't he's like eight. It. He's pretty serious. He's, he's, really? a, he's a real ship. Yeah. Wow. He costs money now. <laughs> all righty so those are the reveals that we had uh thank you amg for for dropping those uh the day after we broadcasted thank you super sweet but hey we got to them eventually now last week what we did for the first time were some lists head to heads and we got a lot of really positive feedback about uh, about the segment so we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to hit you with a couple of those uh to to finish off our show for the day so uh we're get, we're again taking a look at matchups from the current kyber cup shout out to our fam at Hexile Gaming, putting on that uh, that league style tournament right now, and uh, looks like we're going to be taking a look at Ryan uh, Stanizuski versus Nate Blair. Uh, looks like uh, Ryan will or Will is going to imitate Ryan. And break it down, and I will be Nate. Uh, if you haven't watched or listened to this segment, what's going to happen is I'm going to take my headset off while Will breaks down his and my and my list, and kind of give a uh, a turn. What do we call it? A turn negative one, right? Uh, what yeah, are your thoughts uh, a, going into the matchup? Table, yeah, table assessment, like. You know, you, you're you're holding all your X-wing stuff, and you get to the table, and then you see your opponent set down their list, and you gotta start making making assessments quick. Okay, so we'll go ahead. We'll position some things here. So let's let's actually break down the list first before I before I run away here. So, uh, Will, what is Ryan's list? Ryan is flying Major Von Reg in the First Order Interceptor. He's got Outmaneuver, Daredevil, Afterburners, Hull Upgrade, Ember uh, in that same First Order Interceptor with Predator, Fanatical, Hull Upgrade, uh, Dread, which is the um, bomber with the biggest loadout. Uh, <laughs> uh, at initiative uh, four, I'm pretty sure. Or no, sorry, Dreads the I3 uh, reload and give out depletes guy. Um, but uh, still uh, has electro shaft missiles, skilled bombardier, 
uh, for a two bank and four forward uh, chaff missile drops and proxy mines. Then Grudge, uh, the other uh, four point bomber, uh, who's got that rerolls on uh, bombs or mines, uh, enduring electro shaft, skilled bombardier, proxy mines, and delayed fuses. And rounding out the list is Lieutenant Rebus. Uh, two points, gets free locks, AFO fighter. Uh, what about uh, you, Dion? What's Nate running? All right. What did Nate bring? Nate brought a scum list. We got Bosk with Notorious, Jabba the Hut, Greedo, Hole Upgrade, and Overtune Modulators. Sorry. One moment, please. Everything okay? Ah, two, please. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Lies. One. Tomorrow's tour. That's Chick-fil-A day. Sorry. Interruption there. I'm taking my students to on tour tomorrow. We're going to Chick-fil-A. Devin needed to know if I needed one or two sandwiches tomorrow. Anyway, back to it. Bosk with Notorious Job of the Hut, Greedo, Hole Upgrade, and Overtune Modulators in order to replicate that Overtune Modulators with Job of the Hut. Gomet Key with Enduring Protectorate Gleb for the Coordinate. Manaru because it's super cheap and is pretty awesome. With BT1, Contraband Cybernetics, Punishing 1, and R5P8. Cad Solus. Mmm, spicy uh, in that fang fighter with whole upgrade only and then a hav because it's cheap and it's two points all right well you can go ahead and start breaking it down i'll take my headset off give me a wave when y'all are ready okay so uh first assessment of the enemy uh two of their ships uh, have a lot of hull that's manaru and bosk bosk is going to be their triple calculated reinforced and or locked uh, with that gamut key combination he's just gonna have so many modifiers so uh cad is gonna be difficult to fight at range one as we do not have any uh turrets or anything as far as our primaries though uh cad and ahav and gamut key uh, can be susceptible to a good proxy miner so um let me try to think here. So does have the, the electro shaft clouds. I know Ryan, you, you really like those um, and use them to great effect. Uh, so that could be a great way to start uh, disabling some of these mods. Cad Solus's focus, uh, Manaru's uh, focus as well. And then even jam off uh, some uh, tokens from Bosk and prevent him from locking. Uh, Ryan, remind me, they've changed them now to where it's a stress, 50-50 stress, or, or are they the exact same? It's a jam token. It's 50-50 stress, so on a hit or crit, ship receives a stress. And while they are on it, they cannot be locked or, or take locks. And actually going through it, they lose all locks they have or that are on them. So they break the locks. Okay. Okay. So yeah, this is, that's going to be great tech uh, to just throw out in front of Bosk and make sure that he's got to hit him a couple times uh, because you can't use overtuned if you're stressed. Um, but I guess you could just stop uh, right in front of him. 
uh, but at least it would give you some protection. I think that's gonna be uh, one of the greatest tools I'm gonna try to line up then is really disrupt as many ships as possible uh, with those uh, and then try to get uh, those proxy mines on, probably CAD. Even with that hull upgrade, he's still very susceptible to it. Uh, Von Rag and Ember could probably just gun down Gaumont um, without too much problem. Uh, and that's that's where I would be uh, very tricky. Uh, Major Von Rag is gonna be deployed on the opposite side of Bosk, anywhere away from Bosk, uh, who is gonna tear up my low initiative ships here. Uh, Dread, Grudge, and Revis all coming in under initiative four. But uh, I think for me, uh, focus in, disrupt as much as possible with the bombers. That's going to be their job. Get Major Von Reg on the flank. Get him behind Bosk if possible, or at least behind uh, Manaru and start uh, being able to do some real damage there. Though, honestly, I might just give up on Bosk and Manaru um, and just try to take the smaller ships out. Uh, Gamut, Cad, and Ahav while we're going for objectives. We didn't mention the objectives. Uh, this round is Assault on the Satellite Array. So no actions, you just have to be on the objective, which I think I'm going to spread them out with those large bases. I don't want them holding more than one objective at a time. So I'm gonna try to spread out the objective, objectives I place as much as possible. Uh, leave Rebus, I guess, just like lingering to cover mine in the beginning. Uh, then yeah, try to get uh, Von Reg uh, in there. He, I mean, he's the heavy hitter. Uh, I've played a lot of Ember. And if you just let that ship just strain, focus, lock every round, like it's gonna be putting out damage. You kind of have to threaten it at some point. Uh, but with that high initiative, he's gonna be uh, my greatest tool, I think. Coming in there, taking out Gaumont Key, try to get him out first, if possible. Uh, and like I said, I might just ignore Bosk. That's gonna be hard to do, but like, man. Uh, ooh, he's got a hull upgrade too, jeez. 13 health, probably reinforcing, that's not even I'm not even gonna start on that, to be honest with you. Uh, literally anything but uh, working him. Uh, especially with Notorious, no no reason to shoot at Bosk in this list, so. Uh, yeah, um, it's gonna be an objective game though, because uh, we're only gonna be able to realistically get nine points uh, if I don't kill Manor or Bosk, so. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, Cat and Manor are about the same points rise, so, and probably the same defensiveness. So that's kind of like as the situation arises. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, ooh, uh, assault's going to be bad uh, for their large bases. So uh, yeah, really trying to spread out that as much as possible, putting rocks in between objectives as well. Uh, to prevent them from sitting in between them, right? They'll have to avoid an obstacle and go around it if they want to try to claim two objectives at once. Uh, and hopefully uh, th those bombers just don't explode.
Uh, they last just long enough to get those proxy vines off. All right. Bring Dion in here. I have made my assessment, Dion. All right. And we did we did mention that it's assault on the satellite array I this did. week, right? I did. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. I talked about uh, talked a little bit about uh, my objective strategies as well. But I'll uh, leave you to it here. All right. So me as the scum person in this simulation, knowing that I'm playing assault on the, the assault on the satellite array, and I'm almost sure will mention the fact that I have large base ships, right? In this scenario, that's going to give me a pretty big uh, advantage when it comes to the numbers. It's going to be a it's a five on five match. Both have five ships, but because I, two of my ships count as two for assault and satellite array, I think that's going to be massive uh, for me. Though, looking at uh, looking at the the ships, uh, I'm guessing that Nate probably has Gomet Key hanging out with Bosk and Manaru can can go on its own CAD can go on its own Ahav when it comes to objective stuff um, I'm, I'm gonna be I'm a, I'm a little worried about the fact that Gomet Key is gonna want to be uh, hooked up to Bosk because that essentially uh, gives him he can go in five different directions if he wants to with this squad, uh, with the First Order squad versus mine, which typically is going to end up going within four. Um, I'm really surprised that we didn't go for a boss that hits a little bit harder. You have the points for it. Uh, I'm a little concerned with over two modulators just because... I know this is not a list review, but I, I, you, you can get stressed pretty easily on the YV if you need to stop. You're gonna be in a bad spot there. Um, but if this is the the list I have to take, um, I'm not stopping. I'm going to do my best to avoid stopping as much as possible. Let the over two modulators feed my. Um, uh, feed feed boss attacks ideally uh, he's getting rid of all those over two modulator um, calculates I think if am I correct that if you don't use them all you get stressed right no you get strained strain so uh, I'm gonna be hurting my defense there once in a while because if, if you're only converting one or two um, of those focused results on the other side uh von reg uh, is going to be a bit of a pain in the butt it's got initiative six maneuverable can be offensive or defensive uh i expect von reg to essentially set up on whatever side bosk is not on is probably where von reg is going to go and uh is going to take point with uh what I kind of expect is Von Reg in the opposite corner. Now, if I set up um, Bosk in the middle, I probably am going to expect uh, Von Reg to be facing kind of sideways and try to read and react. It has the one hearts. It can decide which way it wants to go later, but essentially end up going in the opposite direction. And a screen kind of set up with the uh, TIE FO bombers as needed. Um, as for setup on my side, looking at the other ones, I'm probably 
we know that turn count is kind of is, is lower now with objective. So I think I actually do set up uh, Bosk in the center with Gomet Key. Um, just, just trying to control that center objective as fast as possible and hopefully finding a path where I can get around to the corner, control the center for a turn or two, make a, a, a turn into the corner, be able to get scoop up some points that way uh, with Gomet Key out there as support. And I'm probably going to try to see if I can get um cad solace and ahav to make sure that they're controlling the bottom if i'm looking at my board right boss path he's going for the center and then top left uh ahav can kind of hang around that bottom bottom left one and then manaru and cad need to manage that right side and ideally making sure that we don't fall behind in those those objective points uh but i gotta i gotta push aggressive very quickly because of how fast those fo bombers and the uh, the ba's move i think this is going to be a pretty fast-paced game um there's going to be a lot of contesting, and I think it's going to come down to uh, come down to a firefight, uh, in my in my opinion. Um, whether I feel like I have an advantage in this one, I do like the large base ships. Um, and if he's going to try to stack the box on me, you know, keep two small base ships in there versus something like Bosk. Um, you know, I'm getting points elsewhere. So I, th I think I have a slight edge. Um, but if I lose Bosk or Manaru early, that's uh, that's going to hurt. So I think I still have to keep Gomet Key close by Bosk and uh, leverage that ability to keep Bosk alive as long as possible. We'll get, we'll get Will back here and we'll take Ryan's assessment. <laughs> so Ryan, what was what was your assessment? Uh so you both kind of pointed out a lot of the things I, I expected. Um as soon as Will ping him in this Gotta <laughs> pay attention to the thumbs. Anyway, um yeah, no, you both pointed out kind of the, the big obvious things that we noticed so far and that is that the scumless does have the uh starting advantage of having two big base ships that both have three banks and four straights it can go fast and they can cover ground um and for boss can also stop and go slow uh so in that regard having two big base ships that don't that don't take uh or sorry, that do take a while to uh to defeat uh obviously boss could weather a ton uh if he gets if he wants to double reinforce but i don't think he's gonna need to do that often against me uh because only more than half my list is only two die attacks and the things that have three die attacks need to be really concerned if they want to fully mod their offense against boss uh, being the tie bas um and uh you know you utilizing the disruptive capability of the type yes uh is likely to be a key thing for me against the scum list um to get those electro chaff clouds the best use out of them 
uh, to see if I could uh, trap Cad Solus into a good prox mine. Um, he will have to be really concerned about that for sure. But uh, I think it could be a pretty even game. I actually looked up real quick the obstacle because I know what obstacles I'm taking. Mm -hmm. I'm what, taking what has he got? The, the, uh, he has three medium to smallish rocks. He's got the middle finger. He's got. Oh, finally. <laughs> I will. Hello. <laughs> I, I got it's distracted. Like a good solid minute or two. Sorry, I was, I was, I was list building extended ships. Anyways, and Ryan, why is yeah. why is that, Will? Oh, cause of the scrub down. Scrub down this weekend. Make sure to tune in. Let's go. We're back on, baby. Let's go. Oh yeah, St. Louis extended ships. Look out, phantoms, E wings. Uh, those star fortresses you mentioned. Who knows what's going to pop up uh, in the extended meta. Oh, you know what? That just reminded me. Sorry, Ryan, finish your thing. And I got I got a thing. I got to talk to the people okay. about something. So okay. Nate's rocks are medium to small. Um, let's see if I can hover over them and I'll actually see which ones they are. No, it doesn't. Let's see. Export XWS. What kind of rocks do we have? Uh, doesn't say that either, question mark? I can find it. Uh, oh, okay. So, middle finger rock, tiny crescent rock, and then other not-so-kind-of-tiny one, too. Um, so, they're small rocks, but they're not the small S rocks. Um, I okay. have opted to bring the biggest rocks that are not part of the Mandalorian pack. So... I know there's there's still the two biggest asteroids in the uh, normal original uh, asteroid sets between the original core set and the 2.0 core set back before like those rocks. I don't even know what they come in now. I don't know which ones are available in which. Uh, but uh, and then the other is the medium-ish size one that used to be one of the biggest. Um, instead of me trying to mix and match with the biggest new asteroid in the Mandalorian, which I probably should. Um, generally, I like having big obstacles so that my opponents have to try and figure out how to deal with spacing when I clutter up the board with that electrochaff clouds and prox mines. And I feel with the TIEBAs, they can find their way around. Alright. So, the thing I forgot I to do, talk about... Your, your excited thing. My excited thing. Okay, so... I posted this on on, on our Patreon only channel, uh, and I'm going to get it officially typed up. I know it just might look like a lot of chicken scratch to you guys, but this was me working on a schedule this weekend for from now to November. If you listen to the first couple seconds of last week's podcast, my wife's having a baby in November. Super excited, baby number two. She's coming. What's her name? We don't know yet. We haven't decided. We'll figure it out soon. All right, so. Um, dates with the galactic championship dates on here. We got the Richmond open, but essentially my goal is to do two events a month. All right. Two events a month, um, is kind of the new schedule I'm going with, um, as you guys know, we haven't been doing the weekly Saturdays. Uh, if you do the math, you realize that stopped around the time uh, I found out my wife was pregnant. All right, and I was like, I was like, oh, 
this is not really going to work anymore, is it, with only one child? And the answer was, no, not really. So making a bit of an adjustment. Two events a month, though, uh, is what we're going for. May, June, and you see in July, I have a spot open in July. And I want to travel somewhere. And I'm thinking either to a state that GSP's never been to or a group that wants to throw a tournament somewhere that we can fly and or drive to. I think it could be a lot of fun. But I, I what are your what are your guys' thoughts on how we should figure this out? Should I like put a call out on on Discord or what what do, what do you think? Uh, I mean, if depends on who's running the ev events, I guess. Sure. Um, where, where have you gone? Um, okay. So if we, oh, I, I need, I need a map. I need a map of the United States. Kansas? Have you been to? I have not been. Map of the United States. Images. Boom. Okay. You get that, get that third grade geometry map out. Oh, come on. Uh, we've done pretty much everything in the West Coast. Have you done? I think I'm muted. Dion, you've done Texas before, right? You've done the we, system open down there. Yeah, we did Texas. I, I did. Um, let's see. Been to California. Say, I knew Will did the Lone Star, but oh, I think yeah. back to when Dion did Texas because the, they're yeah. doing another Lone Star this summer. Yeah. Nice. I haven't been to let's see, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, uh, Utah. We've been to Arizona. We haven't been to New Mexico. We haven't been to Florida for X Wing. That'd just be convenient because yes. my family, my family's there. We're like, all right. Ooh, I don't know if you want to go to yeah, Florida in July. Good luck. <laughs> Well, Man. yeah, you can handle it. You got that. You I'm got all right. The darker skin, I'll be all right. <laughs> not me. Pasty white me. Did you to uh, Seattle or Washington? Uh, yeah, we did a system yeah. open up there. Yes, we did a system open in both. We did. There was one in Portland, and there was one in Seattle. That was. Yep. That was both happened. Let's see. Oh, wait. SackJ7 says, I am in the process of setting up an Orlando tournament. Listen, if you <laughs> all right, not not even kidding. You, if you looked at my schedule, where's the Discord? Where's the Discord? Where's the button? Right here. If you do it, July 9th and tenth that weekend, I'll be there. Not even joking. He he man, he came out for for the for Adepticon. And it, it it meets it meets my expectations. A state that we haven't done X Wing from, tournament get to get some people together, and I get to see my brother, sister. Probably my mom will be there back home by then, and my dad. Listen, that's a win, 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 win. That might work out. Planning Face Syndicate showdown. He just said July 9th. All right, let's put it on the schedule. Let's go. <laughs> All right, I just gotta scribble it in. <laughs> Hold on, my my notebook's right here. Okay, so sorry, Ryan, I got so excited. I don't even. 
what are we doing? We're still head to heads. Uh, yeah, we're. <laughs> I think we're about ready to move on to the next head to head. Anyway. No, I didn't. I didn't hear you. Uh, what was your assessment, Ryan? Who do you think's got the better strategy? Oh, uh, between you two specifically, um, uh, Dion definitely talked more about the very specific position of where he wants his ships to be in the early game more than you did, Will. But granted, I think my list has more reactionary capability to adjust their their position between the system phase boost of the bombers yeah. and how the TIEVAs move anyway. That mm -hmm. it's not their position is irrelevant, but it's it can be reacted and shifted. Uh, both of you definitely had said like, yeah, Vonreg's going to go as far away from Bosk as possible. Uh, which is likely true. Um, both uh, talked about expecting Gambit to be around Bosk, which is very likely as well. Um, oh, what do I think would win between the two strategies? I don't know. It's really close, to be honest. Because I, the obvious, not the obvious, the 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 instant leg up is. Uh, the two big base ships, Bosk is not easy to kill if you don't have a lot of three-die attacks. So, um, you know, I think both of you, or at least Will for sure, definitely discussed about how uh, it could be a viable strategy to ignore Bosk or avoid him as much as possible and go after getting the kills on the other ships and let Bosk be, uh, to some degree, limited by his movement because he doesn't have contraband. He can't stop twice, and I could... With my ship's speeds, I could choose to move past him and let him fly through and go other places and not have to worry about his shot, depending on where he ends up, since he has overtune and not contraband with Jabba. Which, uh, when I first saw that, I was also slightly confused, as Dion mentioned as well. Um, not that overtune can't work, it's just if you put what? Jabba on there I mean... with Bosk, I fully expected contraband. No, it would Gamut Key, reinforce, triple calculate. And then, like, that's what you go into combat with, right? Yeah, you do that round one. So what I don't know if it matters, though, because if you're taking Java with a loadout that you have or that was there, and you try and you don't take Zam for two attacks, I don't really know the value of the Calculate over just having a focus anyway. If you're just... Because you can Tiger Lock. Yeah, but what I'm saying is um, Gamut can hold a focus and and or reinforce. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah. you, because Gamut can coordinate, you go into the first turn with Gamut holding a reinforce and a focus on you, and then you can go up and decide if you want to lock or... Oh, yeah, but Gamut, Gamut's going to be coordinating other people, though. Maybe. I would assume so. The list was titled "Everyone Gets Mods," so uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little tip of the hat there that uh, Bosk might be on his own for figuring things out. Oh, uh, interesting I think the, nonetheless. The basic leg up is slightly in favor of the scum list, based upon the simple fact that the big base ships are difficult to take down quickly, and they can contest. So it's on me to position the obstacles, the objectives, the obstacles, and maximize the use of the electro chaff clouds to limit what they can do in the areas that they're in. That makes sense. Makes sense. All right, we got time for the other one, Dion? Yeah, I think, do you want it? 
Yeah, they want of it. course. Let's go, let's go for it. Let's go for it. Let me go grab these lists. So we got this is going to be the matchup of Lou the Lunatic versus Sasha Wagner Va or Wagner, if you want to go with the original German. All right, here we go. So this is Lou the Lunatic's list. We got another scum list. We're gonna have some familiar pilots in this one. And uh, by the way, Psych J, I just texted my mom and, and my brother he did, and my sister. They went, yay! <laughs> so that's cool anyway let's go ahead and uh, looks like i'm gonna be lou i'm gonna be the scum player again with manaru notorious jamming beam contraband punishing one r5 p8 same build that as last time i don't think jamming beam was on there the last time cad solace nadru ahav and now we got Maul in the Gauntlet Fighter with a plethora of stuff. 27 points. All right. Let's, uh, let's go. We got Marksmanship, IG-88D, Veteran Tail Gunner, Contraband Cybernetics, Drop Seat, the Knight Brother Title, Swivel Wing Configuration, Jabba the Hutt, and the Lando Calarizian Crew. That's my list. And then looks like Ryan's going to be playing as Sasha. What does Sasha bring here, Ryan? Bringing Republic starting with a, the Anakin Y-Wing with the exact same build as what Nathan Eide flew at Adepticon, which is Shattering Shot, Ion Cannon, Turret, Proton, Torpedo, R4P, and Afterburners. Barris with her standard loadout that we've come to see, which is Instinctive Aim, Concussion Missile, and CLT. Mace Windu with Shattering Shot, R4P, Brilliant Evasion, and CLT. And then a, a, the Bo-Katan Gauntlet Republic um, with Marksmanship, Veteran Tail Gunner, Proxy Mines, Swivel Wing, Gauntlet Title, Fives Crew, and Yoda Crew for that two Force Charges. Um, so we actually have two Gauntlets duking it out in this one. Bo-Katan and Maul. All right, let's give. Uh, I think I'm. I want to break. Yeah, you just you don't uh, listen and get out of here. All right, okay. <laughs> uh, all right, Ryan, go ahead. What do you, you are find the Republic? So as the Republic list, um, one big thing to know is that uh, since I have Anakin Y wing. And I'm the only I-6, I will be able to place Anakin in the best situation possible, which I think is pointing at stuff like Cad or Manaru. Maybe Maul. I, so in this in this game, I need to decide early. Do I feel like I have the firepower to take out Maul if if I let everything else kind of do what it wants, right? Um Maul is actually extremely tanky in this variation because Lando crew, a lot of people haven't normally don't normally use Lando crew. Um, but now we have all these loadout points and this Java Java crew on Maul means you basically have five turns of doing whatever maneuver you want to do and still getting actions, uh, whether you want to stop and rotate or still do a three turn red or do a white turn or white uh, maneuver and still get your action either way. 
getting your actions every turn unless you're bumping and having to take a focus, which Maul might may or may not do. Um, because he has Lando Crew probably does, doesn't really care about the stress anyway because he's got so many contrabands. So blocking doesn't do much on Maul when he has force and uh, can still take the focus he wants to shoot somewhere else and spend the focus for Lando Regal. But where the Lando Regal comes into play even further is that IG-88D Crew and uh, being able to reroll your offensive or defensive dice. That's, that's the big one that a lot of people haven't used. Is I think most people are familiar with Lando Crew to be used offensively on a like a YV that reinforced, and you spend the reinforce to mod your dice on the offense. But this one, you have force, and you have rerolls via spending those calculates if you need to. And then you have Night Brother on top of all that. Every other turn, as long as you, as long as you, uh, was it complete a maneuver? Let me read it. Night, Night Brother, after you, you reve reveal a non-blue maneuver, which she can do all day with uh, Contraband and Java, and if you are stressed, you may spend two charges to gain a focus or evade. So you can take an evade if he needs to, which you probably doesn't need a focus after having an IG. So tons of things that Maul can do. Can I kill it? Do I want to? This is Assault on the Satellite Array. So killing Maul, big base ship, um, quite defensive, but I do have Anakin who can put some good damage through. Uh, Maul does only have two shields. Crits will start to pile on and matter. Barris uh, still has the conch missiles to start flipping those cards, plus CLT, which if you have the chance to shoot the CLT, you probably want to do that over the conch missiles anyway. Mace Windu, um, I-4... And you basically just got to call whether Maul's going to be doing a stop or not, or can predict his maneuver to get that bullseye. And then Bo-Katan, uh, who herself is a gauntlet, but also only at I-4, who does have two force charges with Yoda. So it's difficult to say. I think it depends a lot upon the positioning of the, the scum list and how I pl place the objectives around the board. Whether or not, because I, I don't think I can say definitively right now just by looking at the list if if Maul is going to be something I go after right away. I think I want to see the board state and how the obstacles and the object the obstacles and the objectives are laid out, and where Maul finally deploys and look at my deployment. Once I'm in the very first planning phase, then I will decide I'm going to put everything on Maul or. I'm going to take out CAD, Manaru, and when the opportunity presents itself, some of the twos, if they're just, if they don't have their defensive uh, tokens or they're just in a really easy uh, one round shooting, get off the board. Because if, if any of those twos are left on one health, like I really don't want to chase them, basically. Um, I just want to get, get those off the board in one turn if I have the opportunity. But anything beyond that, I'd rather just be shooting at Manaru, CAD, or deciding to go Maul all the way through. Them all is really difficult to bring down. Um, I think uh, as much as Bo-Katan could take use of clustering the uh, objectives close together, uh, the scum list is more big base ships than I do. So I think I want to spread them out. Um, what I want to potentially do is if Bo-Katan has the opportunity to take up some space that would contest multiple objectives at once 
I need to do that before the scum player can. Unfortunately, Manaru does move before. So not only does the has big base shift that moves before me, also has big base shift that moves after me. So I have kind of the middle, which is going to be difficult to pull off. You know, occupying a space that I know the scum player wants to have my big base be there first. So. Um, a lot of this is going to depend on where does Maul deploy and what is the turn zero board state of the objectives and the obstacles. Do I go after Maul? Um, where do I send Bo-Katan to get the most effect out of getting those objectives? Because it is, I only do, I only have four ships. Scumless has five. So it has more bodies to contest those assault objectives, not only in the large base size, but also in the overall count. So the question is, do I think I can win? Because basically either way, I'm thinking I'm only killing eight points. Am I killing eight points in Maul or am I killing eight points That's... in Cad and Manaru? So when I make that mm -hmm. decision, do I think I can win killing only eight points, maybe with a conditional two with a, a, a Ninjru or a Hav kill to get 10, so eight to 10 points, and then say, can I get enough objective points to win the game after that? It's likely an uphill battle. That makes sense. All right, I'm back. I'm All back, right. and I'm worried. Get out of here. You're worried. <laughs> I'm worried, man. Uh, right, what, are you, what are you worried about? I haven't had a chance to play against and or with a gauntlet yet it just Ooh, hasn't they... happened imagine imagine uh a ewing but less maneuverable so worse what yeah <laughs> well i would i would probably say equal, equal? well this uh the uh your your mall member has contraband and java as a note true, so true that it you can, can do it, whatever you need it, it can move just a little bit so why you perform a coordinate action if you choose a ship with a lower initiative than yours which is everybody right you mm -hmm. spend the force if you do treat the action as white and you may coordinate an additional friendly ship with a lower initiative than yours each friendly ship gains a strain these are three three agility three agility two agility yeah All so right. it turns into like a purple coordinate like a right. double purple coordinate I could see that being really helpful in the scramble the transmissions one where you can give them, you know, give them a focus and they can use their normal action to have done the scramble in assault the satellite array. I mean, I, I have two ba large base ships, which is good. Like I, I, I like I like that for the same reasons, uh, like I said in the in the other one, my issue, I'm a little bit worried about offensive offensive output i got marksmanship veteran tail gunner so i guess i can shoot out the front and the back um i don't know this squad seems like it needs to be let's see large base ship with coordinate that, that is a pretty big bubble i can cover probably up to three three objectives um three objectives Man, I am honestly not even sure how to how to approach this one. Um, I'm probably gonna go ahead and my do do I need 
I guess my assessment, my assessment here is, you know, I, I have five ships. I guess four. There's usually an advantage in the assault, the assault on the satellite at the satellite, whatever, whatever. <laughs> assault satellite array. Uh, he got all so three small, one large. I wonder. See, my my issue though. I can lose Nadru pretty quickly. That ability isn't ever going off. It's just there because it's a two-point ship. Uh, he's got the maneuverability over me and the initiative. I believe a Ketzel is a three or a four. He's a Ket four. Ketzel is a four. Same it's with Manor. So, so tied for the most part. Tied. Except for your two pointers. Tied there. Uh, I think this is going to be, be a... Uh, a bit of a tough battle. What does this Bo-Katan do? Bo-Katan here for the Republic. Well, it's not good. It's not good. After you fully execute a maneuver, you may gain one deplete token to choose an object in your front arc at range one and two. If you do, another friendly ship may gain a lock on that object. Uh, that's gonna not not a lot of fully execute with these large base ships <laughs> potentially. <laughs> No. Uh, you know, actually, I'm not too scared of that Bo-Katan. Just kind of looking, looking at so what now, it brings. I gotta to watch maybe out. direct uh, your your thought process, Dion. What do you think you could kill? How do you get into twenty points? Well, I mean, the Anakin looks tasty. The Anakin looks tasty. I might go for a uh, a, a bit of a wide joust. Maybe put Maul. Obviously, I don't know where where Anakin's going to be, but if I can kind of do one of these on Anakin, I think that sorry for those who can't see me, uh, kind of closing the net on him just a bit. I take uh, take Cad Solis. He's got to lead the way, making sure to get into those range ones uh, versus the uh, versus versus Barris and Mace. I do like the fact that because those are both initiative fours, I have the opportunity and they're front arc ships. Um, if I lose the road roll and I'm moving uh, first, I can just be aggressive and try to be in their face in order to get mm -hmm. that Concordia face off going. Or if I'm going second, I can boost, uh, boost into there. So I think that'll be, that'll be fine. Um, I just, I just got to be careful not to chase Anakin too hard because if we get into a, a little bit, of a, a little bit of a rodeo where that Ion he's just worrying about Ion Cannon turret and I'm not getting shots because uh, of that afterburner, so that could be a little bit problematic. So if I can scare Yannickin away and maybe con control the three objectives, I'm thinking for this for this one because of how fast those Jedi are. Uh, maybe I go. Um, you know, which I pick a side of the board and I go center and one at the top, one at the bottom. And I'm going to try to hold control over that while uh, focusing shots into Anakin. I think it's probably the on the onset what I'm going to try to do. That's it. That's what I got. Ryan. See, not, now he's the one not paying attention. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, Will, what's your uh, – what – listening to both mm -hmm. of those takes, where are you at? Uh, it seemed that Ryan, Ryan uh, was – 
I wouldn't say confused, but conflicted on mm -hmm. his uh, target priority. Wasn't sure if he was going to commit to the. Uh, wasn't sure if he was going to commit to trying to take out the gauntlet. Uh, both of you guys, though, uh, uh, thought uh, a lot about objectives. I think with the limited ships on the board, um, four versus five, um, but the potential speed of both of the list objectives is going to be uh, prime. I'm not sure if between your two strategies, if that's just going to create like a joust for like two objectives that are nearby each other. Mm -hmm. But I think that uh, both of you guys kind of were like, eh, I don't know if I want to commit to the gauntlet or not. Uh, but uh, we're able to think of some other ways to score some points and uh, beyond that uh, calculations, because both lists could easily uh, score three points in objectives round one. Mm -hmm. Large bases, four forward, you can grab the center objective uh, or any objective that you deployed on your side, right? And then the Jedi can actually go and find uh, the one uh, that you place on the enemy's side. Uh, so could be uh what do i want to say uh, uh an interesting turn one uh, which is what i uh like about doing these segments is that because turn one is so important uh you really need to be able to start assessing uh the other list and create a strategy uh you need to do it before you deploy your ships right like, uh, no longer is it the, uh, what is it, the Marcel opening? You can't just do the Marcel opening and figure <laughs> it out later. You right? don't got time. You don't, we ain't got time no. for that. You know, you don't got three rounds. You don't got two rounds. Barely got one round. I feel like I'm shooting. I would like a poll, but I feel like I'm shooting round one in more games than not. You probably you are. Feel, <laughs> do you feel that, Ryan? You got fast yeah, ships, though. I mean, I, I can't remember the last second edition game where i was shooting round one <laughs> like but you weren't shooting round five five. Uh, what you mean? no i mean like i uh, i don't know how i word it but i'll rephrase i don't remember the last time i shot in round one in 2.0 oh i see what you mean yeah that wasn't a thing you had to be a very specific list uh yeah. or have han solo or something out there um to shoot round one no, it doesn't, yeah. doesn't Whereas come up. Whereas now, like, I've killed a ship in... I've killed <laughs> multiple ships in round one before. There was definitely... I think it was... It was just a, it was a practice game against someone where I just, like... Von Reg did a, like... He didn't even do the fastest stream maneuver. I think he did, like, a three or four or something. Just something I could trigger afterburners if I really wanted to. But I didn't end up using afterburners. Like, I didn't really want to use it just to, like, get this jump on a, a hob that I thought had that just landed on a rock just to do an objective action i think it was scramble and i was like ah i mean i probably could shoot him but again opposition maybe if i just barrel roll and then do my regular boost i'll get an outmaneuver he can't shoot me no one else can shoot me and i just hit hit crit him and he blanked and i was like okay <laughs> i'll take it okay whatever nice but then there's some that like that anakin y-wing 
for example, is is a prime candidate of a ship that will nuke something if it's yeah if it decides to objective. I like, am take, I'm take a, terrified take a of that Anakin. And any Derek that decides to be like, all right, I'm gonna go get this objective. Anakin's gonna be like, you sure? <laughs> You're going to die. I will, I will <laughs> yeah. after Purvis proton torpedo you, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That Anakin is terrifying. He's so fast, a lot faster than what I thought uh, a wine wing could be. That R4P is a big deal. R4P and the afterburners. Ooh, yeah, uh, not so much because this is uh, assault. So they yeah. won't be wasting their actions, but yeah, like uh, uh, the Adepticon final ID was flying this Y weekend, and I can I can see why Marcel was hesitant to just be like, yeah, maybe I don't run shower out there and grab an objective <laughs> with that Y weekend. Yeah, yeah like, no, my one can come in to get, get you. Like, you're like, no, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we don't. Yeah, you're like hiding behind an asteroid too with that shattering shot. Not yeah, gonna help you. Not safe. I went up against an Anakin recently that actually no, it's the last round of Kyber. He got a shattering shot off on a, on my grudge and got all five, and I was like. Okay. <laughs> it was a it was a round where I was expecting his Anakin to land on on a chaff, and he just barely got inside one of the. Mm, and I was like, oh, yeah. I wasn't expecting you to be able to lock it all this turn. This is not cool. <laughs> oh, and now. he used he used it for a shattering shot as well. No, you, he he could have oh. with another ship, but he wanted to. He had more shots on Grudge that turn, so uh, oh, okay. there was an asteroid obstructing that. But yeah, no, he could he could have totally used that against me too. Terrifying. I don't know. I don't, honestly, I kind of like Wyrkin uh, being good, but like, it's it's a scary and ship. Every Anakin is a machine at killing stuff. If you think I, about it, as it should be. Yeah. I'm in on that. I know people complain. They're like, "Oh, can we stop seeing Ahsoka, Anakin, and Obi Wan in every Republic list?" Uh, no, I would like to see that in every list, please. Maybe not every list. There are some clone lists, but yeah, like, I, I would like to. We're see talking a main characters, of, right? Of, uh, clone to Jedi. Well, but if, we'll, if we'll see when Jedi, we'll see when Barris goes up to four points and gets like a twenty-point loadout or something. Do you, do you think Barris should still be allowed to cost three if she had zero loadout and could only take CLT? She, I'm going to give her two points of loadout and no ion missile. No, no. Stop. Take her missile away. <laughs> yeah, like one or two points of loadout. You can take, uh, what's the predictive shot or whatever? You can take predictive shot or an mm -hmm. astromech if you want. Uh, she could stay at three points, but like not with a concussion missile. Like, nah, get that's out too of good. Here. Jeez. Yeah, any, any missile, like, is not right. Cause it, three points is a very specific, uh, area where I believe the only three-point ship with a natural three attack is the Alphas, the Alpha Squadron Interceptors, or not. Yeah. Uh, but they only have three hull, three hull and their initiative one. So they had other problems to worry about than uh, how much they're shooting. Uh, but all the other three-point ships have uh, two attack dice and need to do something to get three attack. 
uh, and Barris needs to not use her force, which is not not really a, a condition, if that makes sense. And shoots concussion missiles, one of the best uh, three dice secondary weapons you could get. So yeah, I don't know. It was it was a cute idea, but uh, that's it's too good. I mean, do you think even just as I mean, she probably is still too good at probably too good at three fists. It's it's mostly the chassis ability, I think, and how it interacts with objectives. Uh, yeah, yeah. The aethers, the aethers are so good with fine tune, but I mean, is is Barris that dangerous if she doesn't have instinctive aim? Like, drop one point off her loadout and allow her to keep the missile. Do you think it's still no? You still, but you still go? got force lock no. though. You still got yeah. Still double got, modified missile at three points is not. That's that's still way above the curve. Yeah, mostly just playing devil's advocate. I think she needs almost everything gone and just be. I I think she'd still have value if she was CLT only Barris at three. Yeah. Well, like I said, what's I, whatever she'd be the a great. She'd be a great durable, uh, fast objective ship. Most people pe peg objective ships as only two costs. I think Barris would be a worthwhile three cost. I agree. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. Uh, yeah, cause she comes in the. Like, it, it's assuming that they're trying to keep a three point Jedi in case you don't own a Naboo or a V Wing or something, right? Because torrents are all four these days. Uh, so, like, I understand that kind of thinking that you kind of need a, a three point ship, more three point ships, I guess. But yeah, uh, rip, rip everything off of her. She can get patience or something give her two points of loadout if she wants brilliance or something or even just one make her you know compassion or something but yeah it's too good that aether sprite chassis uh so good in objective play i'm trying to think if somebody else who's got oh i guess i've done it with ember before where i've taken the the bear roll and then claimed in an objective mm -hmm. that i shouldn't have been able to get got him <laughs> it works. All right. Well, hopefully you enjoyed that list head-to-head. -head. Uh, maybe it's something that we can just continue doing here on the podcast here to close out our shows. It's been it's been a lot of fun. I like the head simming uh, and just working on that turn negative one. All right. You got to have a plan before you make a plan. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for watching. As always, thank you to my brothers here, Ryan and Will and Marcel. We love you. See you next week, buddy. Uh, for everybody at home, this Friday, get signed up for the Galactic Championship. And then on Saturday, tune in right here live on GSP for the Midwest Scrub Down. It's going to be some extended action. We're going to be live on the ground and uh, should be very fun. So thanks for watching, everybody. Be smart and stay safe. Gold Squadron.